0: work your fucking phone good morning (laughs) good afternoon good
1: evening or good night depending on when you're listening to the handmaid's aftertale we're back we're back we're back again bitches Mm staying consistent i'm your co-host shannon this is my lovely beautiful fabulously funny co-host and sister carrie
0: that's me that's me it's all true i'm not but i know that you're telling the truth because i know you're honest (laughs) and all those things in the background sounded right i am brilliant
1: it sounded about okay i didn't (laughs) say that but that's okay
0: that's still true that's still the truth
1: right let's get all the official shite official try out of the way check us out over on instagram you can find me at Shannon's in the garden, that's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-S dot in dot there dot garden.
0: And as ever, I'm over
1: on Kerry's in the garden, K-E-R-R-I-E-S
0: dot in dot there dot garden. And you'll find us both over on the
1: Handmaid's Aftertale.
0: And you find us there, because that's getting a bit more exciting now on that page.
1: Because we've got our plans <laughs> coming up. Uh-huh. That's where you get all the secret before extra access to what we're doing. Backstage Pass. Backstage Pass. V-I-fucking-P, <laughs> bitches.
0: Speaking of VIP, uh-huh. we're getting bigger and better. We're changing our podcast platform. We're over on Audio Boom now. Woo woo. But you'll find us everywhere. Doesn't change anything
1: for you guys, mm-hmm. so don't panic.
0: Find us on all major podcasting platforms and wherever you do listen to us. Give us a five-star rating and a brilliant review. Drop us a few comments, that sort of thing. It all helps.
1: All helps. Slide into our DMs. Let us know what you're thinking or what you'd like us to talk about.
0: Chats, questions, banter. Shits and giggles. All of it. Get in there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) While we're getting all the official stuff out of the way, we still have our fabulous sponsor for this week. We do. Crafts Made by Fiona. So you can actually find her over on Instagram as well. That's Crafts Made by Fiona. I don't think I need to spell that for you. That's pretty much simple enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this week we're basking in the ambience we of are. Black Cherry Bliss. That's our wax melt that we're using for this week. Um, if you didn't listen to our last episode, I think was when we first announced Fiona as our sponsor. So we're doing this thing now where we're announcing what type of wax melt we're smelling while we're getting into the episode so you can experience the full Handmaid's Aftertale episode with us. Get into the full
0: atmosphere, the Get ambience with us. Sink into it.
1: What I wanted to actually just say quickly about this wax melting is it's like a very warm, comforting smell, isn't it? Which it's is what you so need nice. on a day like this because it's currently pretty shitty out, which it is a lot of the time in Ireland. And also, we have a fucking discount code. We do. We have a discount code and it's praise B 10 Praise fucking be. So go there. So Get go there. It. Get your wax melt. Join us in. Get the full experience. Mm hmm. Beautiful. Oh my god. We're
0: back. But the universe hasn't stopped trying. It's still fucking trying to keep us from doing this. Because I bet you's probably thought we weren't coming back. And we're doing did. You're what wrong. we always do. But yeah, we're back. But it was throwing the shite at us all mm-hmm. fucking week. Your little Daisy had the vomiting book. Yeah, she did. She had projectile vomiting everywhere. Then we had. A call from Da, and we had a family emergency over on that side that we uh-huh. had to get fully involved in for a bit. Uh-huh. Then, Joni got the vomiting
1: book. And it's all just been a bit of a shit show. But, it, well, it, we're here. I have fucking warned you, universe. We're You keep fucking testing <laughs> us, and we keep pushing back. We're here to it's happening. it's Season happening. Season two, episode fucking seven, seven. Were on. After,
0: that's what it's called, this mm-hmm. episode. After. After. Should we get straight into it? Let's get fucking into it. Let's get into it. start as we always start with the what happened on last week on previous episodes previously on go and listen to the the previous episode episode. (laughs) but loads of shit happened
1: yeah basically fred is creepy nick is nasty Fred was a bombing
0: there was a bombing fred and june started their games again yeah kind of like toying with each other june became not robot june she became
1: she June
0: back. again. Yeah, yeah. Serena became obsessive about the baby. Uh-huh. Got weird in the with same June.
1: Room with her.
0: Mm. Yeah. When she climbed into the fucking bed, I got a couple of DMs yeah. about that scene. Uh-huh. And then, of course, it closed with the fucking huge explosion. Yes. The bomber. The bomb.
1: The suicide bomb. That's what it was. Suicide bomb.
0: From the homemade, what was her name? The one with no tongue, they chopped tongue. Off Glen
1: yeah Osglen. that was the pious little shit ended up fucking bombing them all Ooh, in the end it was
0: so good Osglen is go on off a boss go on Glen.
1: <laughs> anywho we open up with the first scene and it's I didn't even recognise them at first because they weren't in their get up it's two rows of the handmaids but they're all in black and except for like red scarves mm-hmm. and red face covering it's like a funeral
0: procession
1: Exactly, there's like a drummer boy in the front. Mm-hmm.
0: And the eyes are standing everywhere, mm-hmm. the guardians with the guns. They're walking through line by line up to, there's about, I would say, what I thought looked like 30. And then we but find we know, out it was, it was like, it was 31, yeah, yeah. So pretty good guess on my oh, behalf. Yes,
1: good, good estimate. Bright red caskets. Yeah, arranged in, it's, it's like a circle symbol, but with a cross through it. That was
0: very American of me. Caskets, if you're American; coffins, if you're Irish. Oh,
1: I have caskets written down as well. I know. Pa pa, I'm not Lo- American. W- we have
0: loads of American listeners, though, so that makes sense to right. them.
1: It's a coffin. A coffin. <laughs> coffin. If you're Irish.
0: A dirty coffin. <laughs> All bright red, and we start this ritual with the handmaids. Aunt Lydia, obviously, is leading it. She's uh, what is she saying? She's going through the ritual. It's basically a prayer. She's praying.
1: Yeah. What I got out of it is she was saying something and then they were giving her an answer. But their answer was, we remember you. And she was calling out the handmaid's names. She also made that little speech as well where she was like getting real upset in herself. And she was talking to the girls, as she called them. And she says, I wish I could give you a world without violence and pain. I scoffed. Guffawed at
0: it she was like i thought i could give you a world without violence and pain and i'm like what world is she fucking living in because their world That's is a this. lot different
1: is she being held down N-uh. no no <laughs> not in the slightest like okay aunt lydia okay and basically anyways their answer to her procession was we remember them And then we cut to... They start, actually... Oh, go on, go on. The little ritual they do with the the handkerchiefs as she's
0: praying. They all have these red hankies. That's what's covering
1: their face. Mm -hmm. They take them off their faces.
0: And then they're going around to every single coffin as she's saying the names in the Uh prayer. And they touch it to the coffin. And then they touch it to their face like they're dabbing their tears. But actually... June and we see Alma as well mm. Are actually in floods of tears Like these are all their friends
1: Because they're not only handmaids to them They're actual people They'd, like One or, th- or two of them they've actually gotten to know As people through Mayday You no know them, it's not just a walking partner
0: They're not off Glen Or of whoever yeah. To them they actually know these girls by name Although yeah. she's calling out the names Of whatever Yeah
1: yeah mm in the rising of the sun and in its going down O Lord when we are lost and sick at heart when we are weary and in need of strength so long as we live they too Shall we?
0: They? No. They're real people to them. So they're in floods of tears.
1: Yeah, they are very obsessed. As you would be. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Where do we go to next scene? We go to the Scooby-Doo mobile. Scooby-Doo mobile. <laughs> they're them. in the mystery van. <laughs> and they're all like, they're talking so quietly. They're having the little bit of gossip
1: Yeah, they're basically, I think it's, why do I forget her name? Alma, I remembered. Alma is talking to one of the other handmaids about how many people were killed and she tells her that there was 26 commanders killed and 31 of us. Mm -hmm. And then they start talking about, did you know any of the handmaids? Like, did you really know them? Did you know their names? And then the other handmaid starts having her little bitch. About how <laughs> yeah. Edwards was a jerk who never washed her hair. But God rest her soul. God rest her soul.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As they're driving around the Scooby-Doo mobile, they're peeking out from behind the red curtains and mm-hmm. we see people <gasps> are hanging Everywhere. outside their houses, hanging from the porches, the trees and the garden. There's, we're seeing like actual wives, we're seeing commanders, we're seeing martyrs, we're seeing eyes. Whole households have been hung. Whatever kind of investigation is going on to this terrorist
1: act. Shit's going down. Big time shit is going down. Big time shit's going down. And that leads us back to or into the hospital where Fred is coming in and out of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And Serena is obviously sitting there by his bedside with Nick. Nick walks in. Nick walks in, and mm-hmm. Serena is like, "Nick is here,
0: like to comfort Fred." Yeah, yeah. Fred hadn't hasn't got a fucking clue what's going on. Fred He's doesn't like, know who the fuck he is right now.
1: So Nick comes in, anyways, and Serena is saying something about the paperwork. They come, they've sent over paperwork for him to sign, but I think he needs to rest and recover. Fred can't even fucking open his eyes. He's not going to be signing shit
0: right now. And with that. A couple of the other commanders walk into the room where it's one-armed warren
1: one-armed warren but before that nick says that he'll handle the paperwork
0: oh yeah nick is like i just think that's an important
1: thing before because i know coming up in future episodes that's going to link in
0: oh it is it is
1: also and and nick's like man of the house now yes i never talked about that Mm -hmm. actually nick is man of the house now so who is it that comes in warren and i don't know that. one-eyed warren and some
0: other little minion
1: Yes, yeah, some other a little twat. He looks like an absolute bollocks, this one does. Uh-huh. And they advise Serena that day to give her some terrible news that Commander Price, or Andrew as we know him... Has gone, gone, gone home to, to God. God. <laughs> He's dead,
0: Serena. Uh-huh. And it gets very, like... It's very
1: sinister. It is, because that guy, the one that looks like a little, a little weasley bastard, turns to Nick and says, Did you know him well? Mm -hmm. And Nick says
0: no. And he looks at Fred and tells Serena, God saves the most difficult tasks for the truly faithful. Like As in, he's here because he has a task to undertake. He's coming to check out how incapable Fred is of running things because Commander Price, who was in charge is dead now and we know not to say he was a fucking good man Uh but he was the most religious of them all where these all just use religion to their own benefit for power and they're doing fucking anything and everything behind closed doors Yeah. whereas he wasn't he truly believed in this whole thing they've come up with in Gilead
1: in this whole new world
0: (laughs) 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 he wanted it done right but now he's gone
1: Somebody, they did say that somebody else has taken over his duties for now. We did,
0: We don't know who, though.
1: No, I didn't catch the name. Well, we, the name was there,
0: whatever but the name he's was. not someone
1: that we know of, mm-hmm. yeah, anyways. Do you know what I found interesting, though? Why didn't Nick say that he didn't know him? Like yeah, Nick he said know him.
0: he was like, uh, not too well. But he recruited, Commander Price recruited yeah. Nick. Yeah. Has known Nick since before he was in this religion.
1: Yeah. Has carried him all the way through it and has defended him almost Remember when like Fred was trying to get him that other promotion far away or yeah. whatever Um Commander Price was like I think you should keep him close we were saying in the last episode
0: he was almost like a fatherly figure yeah. to Nick yeah for mm-hmm. sure
1: for sure I mean he felt comfortable enough to go and fucking so chase him down
0: exactly so Nick knows something's fucking going on it's like yeah. this veiled threat with these two guys
1: there's an investigation going down
0: hmm? praying we aren't intruding
1: no of course not blessed day Ms. for how are you holding on? Do you need anything? Just your prayers, thank you. Yeah, of course. We need to pass along some news. Commander Price has gone home to God. God granting eternal rest. Yes, by his hand.
0: you know him well? Not really,
1: no. He was a true man of God. Commander Cushing will be taking on crisis security duties. God saves his most difficult tests The truly faithful. I will find every person involved in this barbaric attack and they will be punished. I promise you that. God bless your work. Mm,
0: so anyway, they fuck off and we fuck off to the next scene. Yeah, so the
1: next scene brings us to the colonies.
0: Oh my God, the colonies. And the the cinematographer, the colonies, it's like he's able to really go to town in the post apocalyptic world sort of scenery.
1: It's dreary. The wind is gusty
0: and blowing everybody. The clouds look almost nuclear.
1: Yeah, it looks like they're only living off one colour palette.
0: Yeah, because these are like nuclear waste fields Mm -hmm. that they're working in. So we see, anyway, them all getting marched off to do their daily work in the fields as they usually do. But what do we hear? (gasps) Loaded of black cars pull up. Sirens. Sirens. And (laughs) they jump out of cars, guns ready to go. Start snatching handmaids. Start snatching handmaids out of this line that's walking off to work and their cattle prodding them. I mean, we
1: say snatching, but like... The aunt is like giving
0: them away. Oh yeah, they don't have a, they don't have a choice. They're <laughs> yeah. all shitting themselves. It yeah. reminded me, not that I fucking was there, but it reminded me in the sense of from what I've seen and what I've read, and we've mentioned it before about Jewish people in the camps. Yeah. When they would suddenly come and pluck them out of there, the weakest ones. Yeah. And they'd be sent off to the gas chambers.
1: And never seen again.
0: Because all these unwomen yeah. Are shitting themselves like they're going off to their death now. That's what they're being plucked out of these crowds yeah, they're for. Mm-hmm. Being cattle prodded into the seats of these fucking black
1: Yeah. And who gets taken?
0: Emily and, and Janine.
1: Where are they going, bitches? Mm-hmm. We know. God, oh, they're, they're back. They're back. Shoeen. <laughs> you're a shoo-in. You're soon to find out. But before we find out, we get brought to. The next scene, which is like the crisis centre in
0: Canada, Canada. oh Canada I don't know that one I was just going
1: along with it (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're brought to the crisis centre and we see Moira is there with Luke and it's a big crowd of people have gathered outside their office and this woman, obviously head of something in order, comes out and announces that there has in fact been a bombing in Gilead and people are there to find out if any of their relatives, family, friends are still alive.
0: Moira shouts up, have any handmaids been killed? Yeah. And your woman tells her yes, although they can't confirm any numbers or names Yes. Yeah. They right don't now. have any further information right now.
1: Uh-huh. And with that. Oh, Luke
0: decides he's going to leave. He's going to head home. That's all the information he needs. And Moira asks him, are you not going to stick around and try to find out if she's okay? Yeah. He's and going Luke-
1: home to make dinner.
0: Lou tells her, she's not okay, but she's alive. Have faith.
1: I'll see you at home. I'll see you at home. I'll get dinner on. Those were his words. <laughs> yep. And that is the way that he said it. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not, um, what is that word? We're not bigging it up. We're not... Exaggerating. Exaggerating. Whenever I come on the mic, I'm fucking stupid. I swear to God. It's because
0: it's like that thing where when you're not supposed to laugh, you laugh. Yeah. When you're trying to remember a word, you can't remember it. I'm just
1: ridiculously <laughs> stupid on this. Brain fires everywhere, but we're not exaggerating. That's actually the tone and the things that he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we move into the next scene.
0: It's a flashback. So Luke Luke leaves, he goes home to make the din-dins.
1: Exactly. That's exactly
0: where uh-huh. and Moira's left in the centre, kinda of looking at the wall of all those posters of the missing people.
1: Exactly, yeah. Moira is left on her charge, And then we go to a flashback. We go to a flashback. Yeah.
0: And it's June and Myra having a conversation. In like a coffee shop or in something. In a coffee shop, yeah. So very obviously chill. before
1: times, before Gilead, Before COVID. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not wearing masks. And Moira is basically explaining this whole new plan that she has. She's quite excited about it. She's literally signing paperwork mm-hmm. as they're speaking. She seems quite far into the plan. She's yeah. telling June that she can make 250 grand being a surrogate. Using her own egg. Using her own egg. So biologically, her child. She's not carrying somebody else's. I'm sure whoever the male is, his sperm.
1: Yeah so oh sorry it's just hitting me that it's making sense now because this was obviously the start of when she started to hit the fan because the birth rates were dropping that's so that's right. why she's using her right because she's still fertile
0: because she's talking about how the price has gone up but there's high demand now because a yeah. lot of people can't have kids so she can make all this money she can pay off our student debts she can, she can she's do all lots.
1: for it she's all excited for it doesn't give a shit really what she has to do she's down She's down.
0: And June asks her, do you think so? Do you think you'd be okay with that? You'd be able to do that. Sure you don't get attached to that little fucker? Because it's a different story when it's in you and I'm thinking And it's your egg. Exactly. And the sperm donor is probably just some random sperm donor. They pick it from a bank or something like that.
1: Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, because don't we find out is that I don't know whether we've already spoke about it, and I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, so basically, Moira's all for it, and June is kind of a bit iffy on it. What? You might get attached to the world. That, it'll be fine, okay? You can worry about that, and I will worry about my giant pile of
0: money. She's so far into the plans that she's already met the couple—a lovely English couple. Yeah. And they're willing to pay big bucks. Big bucks.
1: Big, big bucks. So then we go back to present day and it's Moira still in the crisis centre and she catches, who was it? Like the speaker or the head, the lady that was actually making the announcement anyway to say that a bomb had gone off. Mm -hmm. She catches that lady and says to her, I'm looking for somebody that was taken before the war. Am At the I very right? Beginning. I don't know. I'm, hesit- I'm hesitant on if I'm right or not. Probably. I think that's what she said. we'll go with your wife. Yeah, I don't, it's not something to do with the bombing anyways. And your woman brings her into this room and it's a room that's full of cabinets. It's like a big old file around, but it's like as big as a library.
0: It's it, There's files and files and files yeah. on all the missing people.
1: And dead people.
0: In Gilead and kind of how some of the bodies were found and what state they were found
1: in. Mm-hmm. There's photographs and everything. Pictures so you can match up. Because they're all un- unidentified. So if it. anyone comes in and says they've lost a brother or they've lost a sister, whoever it may be. And they don't obviously won't have names on records. They can identify them by the picture of them being dead.
0: Yeah, so Moira's sitting down to go through these pictures
1: mm-hmm.
0: of dead bodies to see if she can recognise June. In any of them, while fucking Luke has gone home.
1: Yeah, yeah, to make dins, (laughs) to make dins. Yeah. So we go back again uh, to the same, well, not the same flashback, but to another flashback, but it's Moira is pregnant now. She's lying on the table having a scan. Yeah, she's having a little scan. June is there, they're looking at the baby. They hear the harpy. The sonographer is asking her, does she want a picture to take home with her? And Moira is like, no.
0: She, Myra doesn't even want to look Clearly she's having all sorts of emotions going on And she's really she trying understand. her
1: best Yeah if she uh-huh. wants to give this baby to the couple She understands herself That she can't get too connected to the baby She doesn't want to take a picture home And put it as her, on our her fridge like June is telling her to
0: I can see why because if that's her plan Then it, your plan would be to stay as disconnected As you possibly yeah. can june is very excited about the fact moira is pregnant i feel like june
1: is not a very um good friend in this scene
0: no she's not she's not being understanding from where moira's coming from clearly moira is struggling i can see her Mm -hmm. struggling and i'm Mm -hmm. not her fucking best friend for years and years and years yeah june is like i take the picture you have to take
1: a picture bring it home with you put it on your fridge and moira is like you take it and put it on your fridge But it's not her kid. She's trying to stay disconnected from it. Uh,
0: Do we really have to have this fucking conversation in front of the sonographer? Right. With my best friend, who should know.
1: Get your shit together.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Right, so we move.
1: So we move anyways. um, And we're back to present day with June after the funeral. She's in our bedroom.
0: Yeah, she's getting changed, putting all her funeral gear away into a box. Special
1: box. <laughs> <laughs> and she hears footsteps and who is it it's rita is coming up and she looks nervous as shit she looks terrified right her self. tells her there's somebody here that wants to see you so she would have down to the fancy room and who is it i don't even know his name but i'm just going to refer to him as that weasley bastard
0: he is a weasley the bastard. one that
1: reported that andrew was dead
0: there's so it you only have to see him standing in the room and you get that sense of his energy. There's something Weasel. so fucking dodgy about mm-hmm. this guy. But he's all in black and he's like large and in charge when she walks in. It's so fucking calm and robotic.
1: It's like he's in charge of the investigation.
0: He is. That's right? what it is. Yeah.
1: Right. He's taking the lead in the investigation. And even, I know, it's the way he sits on the chair in Serena's fucking live in her good room. He sits on the chair and he's like, what's that called man spreading with his legs open <laughs> yeah and his arm is like on the backrest and he's just pure chilling like that's his fucking house I was that's, say, that's his, his energy room.
0: Mm-hmm. he owns this place and when rita comes in with june he straight away dismisses rita you can yeah. leave the room now
1: yeah i don't need you Get out while i talk in private mm-hmm. whatever and he starts to And he doesn't start to question her straight away. He's like congratulating her on her miracle, praise be, this and that, all that shit. And then he starts to question her on off Glenn.
0: He starts that when he congratulates her. He goes into the speech about they're trying to protect the world and create Mm. a new world for the next generation. It's so important for the children. And they have to find those that would do them harm. Exactly, and with that launches into questioning about her about her walking partner off Glen. Yeah,
1: and so June is basically like, I didn't really know her that well. We were only walking partners for a very short time, very brief time. He makes and a little smart ass joke. I imagine she didn't talk much because
0: she doesn't have a fucking tongue because he's chopped it out.
1: Lol. Lols. like is he expecting her to <laughs> laugh at that because she's not really allowed to is she that's not really in her script
0: and the whole thing is so fucking ominous you know from the get-go it's just dark don't slip up on your words at all with this man exactly like he's trying to trick you he's he, he, that's it exactly yeah. he's waiting for the moment he's ready he to go aha
1: and um, but i feel like as well because he doesn't get her like he's trying to tempt her into talk normally with him, mm-hmm. have the chit chats, have a bit of like banter back and forth with him. He instead of like tiptoeing around the question, just straight like out out with it. Sorry, I'm tripping above my own fucking words. He's just straight out with it then, and he's like, um, "Surely you know who helped you escape Gilead? Yeah, Help you leave Gilead
0: when she's not giving him any information about off other than yeah. she was she didn't." We didn't talk much, I didn't know her much she Yeah, seemed a I bit can't biased. really help you yeah. uh-huh. And then he says Well if you don't know anything about Offglen, Tell me what you know about who helped you escape Yeah Because surely you know who helped you leave Gilead She tells him I didn't see anything, I didn't see anyone yeah. I was taken against my will She keeps repeating I was taken against my will And
1: he says at one point When you ran away Who helped you? Commander Waterford I was taken against my will. Our Republic
0: is under siege. We do not have the luxury of fairy tales. Sir,
1: I was taken against my will. Like, let's not play fucking games here. No,
0: He's not buying our bullshit at all. He already knew when he went there.
1: Yeah, and then he's trying to get on her side. He's like, you can trust me. Was it Commander Waterford? I
0: know, when yeah. he brought up Commander Waterford, I was like, oh, he he's not it fucking about. He has it in.
1: Mm. He has it in for Fred. Mm. Whatever it is with Fred, he has it in for him. Because in, when he was talking to Nick, wasn't he mentioning something about Fred as well?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. He tells her. We're under
0: siege. If we have been infected with terrorism, I need to. Kn-
1: I need to know. You need to tell me. We have no luxury for fairy tales. He's not fucking about. He's not fucking about. He's he's talking about fairy tales because when she she just keeps repeating that she was taken. She doesn't know who took her and all this shit. And he's like, well, we don't have any time for any of those luxury. We don't have any, the luxury of having those fairy tales. He's so scarily calm and collect. Anyway, we move to the next scene and we're in hospital. No, before we move to the next scene, after that conversation and he feels like he's not getting anywhere, watch him, sorry, it's just playing here in the background, he gets up and he puts his, his hand on her bump.
0: He does, creepy as fuck and June looks And gets terrified. into her face
1: and that's when he says, because he's right face to face with his hand on her belly. If your house is infected with terrorists, I need to know. And then we hear the dogs barking outside and sirens going off. And June moves to the window. I can't believe I nearly forgot this. I can't then. believe you nearly forgot it either. <laughs> and we see a Marta get shot. They shoot a Marta because we don't know what. This, we'll find out in a second. So I'll just tell you anyways. We shoot a Marta because it's basically she's trying to take her pass out to show them who she is.
0: Mm-hmm. And because
1: she reaches for something, they shoot her.
0: They were just looking for for
1: anything. They're making a point. They're making a point of killing people and killing them on the street so that everybody can see. Like the way the the people were all hanging in their gardens when they were going past earlier in the Scooby Mobile. And
0: June is just shaking. Yeah. In shock. Can't believe what she's saying. What the fuck
1: is going on?
0: Then we move to the hospital.
1: And also, he makes eye contact with her while he's outside and she's looking through the window okay 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 should, right, we, I'm spend, I'm should we spend longer right. on that scene go on <laughs> and actually just
0: kidding i swear to god i'm going to fucking smack you with it's like <laughs> you'll be in the hospital with fred which is where we move to in the next scene <laughs> you looped it
1: in i was just giving you a chance to
0: loop it in that's all that's all so serena is bedside a fred when mm-hmm. june walks into the room she is aghast <gasps> thank god you're okay she knows about what's been going on in fact
1: she's like shooting Mart-, Mart is in the street she's furious about what's going on as if that's going to make us feel any more safe so she brings june over to the bed anyways and she says to fred our baby our baby is here our baby is safe it's not Come closer
0: not our fred is here oh, our baby oh. is here the baby is safe I don't
1: know. who gives a shit about her when she carries that baby
0: June is kind of shaken as she gets closer. I don't think she was
1: expecting to see how bad Fred is. He's in a fucking day. <laughs> he looks the way he'd expect him to look. I mean, he was in an explosion. He's he in a very fucking, fucking he. His lips are drier than usual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he needs all the Carmax in the fucking world. There wouldn't be enough. Anyway, June gets closer and Serena takes Fred's hand and puts it on the bump.
1: Fred, sorry, Fred's face in this very you go on, I'm taking Fred my starts coffee.
0: gasping
1: for air like
0: he's getting all worked up, he's getting excited.
1: I don't know. and then he says, You've got bigger.
0: I think it's more about June than it is about it is. the baby in the bump. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think something else is getting bigger. <laughs> <Fred>. <laughs>
0: I don't know if that's still in fucking working yeah, order.
1: Knows? Who knows? It's trying anyway. He's heavy breathing and gasping. And he smiles at June and says, you've gotten bigger. And Serena fucking knows.
0: Serena has had enough then. She remembers that connection between yeah. June and Fred. And is like, okay, it's time to go now, Fred. He needs
1: Fred, she rest. She doesn't say
0: Fred. Commander Waterford needs his rest.
1: I think in fairness to her though, look at June's face. June looks disgusted. Like disgusted and, sh- and in shock at the state that he's in, obviously. But I feel like in this scene, she doesn't actually hold it against June. It's more like she's fucking fuming with Fred, but can't really be too fuming because he's on his deathbed. She's starting to realise,
0: whereas because all the fucking wives think that the handmaids are after their husbands, yeah. she's starting to realise now, it's so June awesome. doesn't really have any part in this relationship with yeah. Fred, these games that are being mm-hmm. played. She has no choice but to play them. Exactly. Very much fucking Fred.
1: Exactly. So June leaves anyways and who does she pass out in the hallway?
0: Nothing Nick. He's like a teamster standing up against the wall chatting to another fucking guy in black. And as she passes by him she says blessed day in kind of giving them the hint to come on catch up with me.
1: And they go around this little corner this little glass wall and they're having a chit chat. Does she try to get away at first? Does she try to kind of... take a step away from the wall and he pushes her back to the wall and keeps her at the wall and then she she gets real upset well. So she kind of loses her shit about what she's seen out the window with the martyr getting shot for no reason exactly right okay just making sure just no
0: making he sure. does she goes to walk away after the little greeting the blessed day and he stops her from walking i thought he was gonna like fucking slam her up against the wall and start
1: so did i but I, I, this, <laughs> kissing her. this whole time i'm thinking she's very pregnant
0: Super pregnant.
1: Who are you pushing against the wall in a hospital where uh-huh. there's commanders fucking everywhere, wires everywhere, and eyes everywhere. What the fuck is going on with you? That's
0: what I was just about to say. They're not in a particularly private fucking corner of the hospital. Mm-mm. They're just around a bit of a, gla- a bit of glass. A glass wall. She's all in red. You know who that is behind a fucking glass mm-hmm. wall, like, dressed all in red. Uh uh-huh. Exactly. But anyway, he asks her if she's okay, and she goes on about what she's saying. No, she's not okay. Mm-hmm. And Nick hugs her and tell her, tells her, it's okay, it's all. It's over, it's all over. It's
1: not over, it's never over.
0: Exactly. What Nothing fucking planet Nick. is he on? Nothing, Nick. Never over.
1: I don't know. Anyways, she tells Nick then what had happened with your man in the house, the questioning her guy. and how he wants to know who had helped her escape.
0: And he's not going to give up until he knows.
1: Yeah. And Nick takes it in his shrine and is like, well, I'm not going to let anything happen.
0: Don't I'm, worry, baby. I'm yeah, not going to let anything um, happen to I'm you. I'm going to
1: save you. And <laughs> she's kind of like, well, I'm not really worried about me. Like, I'm I'm back. I'm fine. I'm pregnant. I'm, I'm pregnant. Mm. What about you? You help me escape. And
0: with that, then he pushes her up against the wall. They have a passionate, breathy kiss. It's Can't so get gross. enough of each other. I don't know why because I'm, I whenever I they're know. together, I have too Ooh. much of the boat of them.
1: June walks away. Anyways, it's, she's had enough of the boat of them as she well. She
0: marches out of the hospital, and she's human. Reinvigorated.
1: I hope June is back to fight to fight. I hope so. I hope she. Jug- I hope like... this has reignited the fire mm-hmm. by seeing all these people like innocent martyrs being killed and stuff. I hope this reignites the fire, and as well by seeing like other people. Like off was yeah, Suicide so- Bomber to just take take Gilead down, she just put herself out of the way. Do you exactly. know what I mean?
0: They they've temporarily sent Gilead into chaos. Don't waste exactly. the opportunity. Now don't waste the chance. All those sacrifices, those handmaids,
1: exactly. don't let it be for nothing. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. It was just coming out, child. <laughs> you you got it. You nailed it We get there in the end. <laughs> Go, go before the mic falls. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a fucking drama where our mic's oh, We're,
0: we're having a fucking nightmare full stop this week trying to get this done and get it out because it it's just won't yeah. fucking stop.
1: Our mics just keep falling now, So
0: it. We started this podcast yesterday. Yeah. We had to stop. We're but on day two. We started a bit late because we got to see Nan yesterday, have a biz before, her. So we started a bit late and the mm-hmm. girls were having a sleepover. Uh-huh. And we were like, oh, it's dinner time is coming. And that. So we had to just stop. Mm-hmm. Then today, we were supposed to go this morning. <laughs> Only I got up to do a bit of a quick scrub of the house and stuff. And as oh, I was okay. cleaning the fucking toilet, the sea falls off into the back. They basically just fucking karate chopped the water pipe out of the cistern tank. And I got sprayed with fucking toilet water and <laughs> yes. sprayed with your own wig. I swear <laughs> to Christ. So that delayed us again this morning. And what?
1: then we set up to go and the The mic's mics just keep falling. And if you listen back to the start of the podcast or you remember from the start of this very same episode, my mic has fallen down at the start of it as well.
0: It might sound completely fucking different. It basically it's like trying to talk into, you know, those wacky wailing inflatable arm flailing tube <laughs> men. It's like they're holding your mics and
1: we're trying to talk into them. It's like somebody is just holding it and then their arm has gone dead so they just let it go. It just keeps dropping every so often.
0: I'm I'm at an actual loss for words. after Today when that happened in the toilet, you know, I just sat on the side of the bat and broke me shit laughing.
1: Covered, covered
0: in toilet water <laughs> and, then, and then I text you and I was yeah. like, Sian. you might not be awake but anyway. <laughs> I, I had to just vent
1: about my disaster to someone I didn't care whether you were there or not. I was, I'm sorry. Sure. <laughs> So here we are, and I suppose we could just continue on. Let's just, just go, keep
0: well, keep going. We're going to keep going until it's done. It doesn't matter what fucking happens. We'll
1: keep on keeping on. Stop and making threats to the universe, Gary. Shut the fuck up if you want this to go well. Shut the fuck up. Let's keep going and ignore all that shy. Okay. Literally. <laughs> literally. Literally. Wipe that off your arm.
0: <laughs> right.
1: We're after the hospital. We're in the Waterford's kitchen with June. And Serena comes in. Serena's just coming home. And tells her, oh, it's getting late. Baby needs a sleep. Do you know what it is? I feel like she just has an attitude from when she walks in. Because June is sitting waiting for her in the kitchen. And she's like, blessed eve. Or blessed evening, June says. And Serena is like, go to bed. Baby needs a sleep.
0: And June is like, baby wants Twinkies. Right now we're compromising.
1: Yeah. I feel like she's found her spark again.
0: She has. She most definitely has. And I don't think, when Serena comes into the room, I don't get the feeling that she's exasperated with June. No. She's I exasperated just, with all these fucking, it, it's gone she, chaos outside. She's
1: a bit like us at this at this moment in time. She's just exasperated with life.
0: We can hear helicopters and everything buzzing mm-hmm. outside. Outside is fucking mental.
1: Shit's still going down outside, so... June is asking her about the Commander, and Serene is saying he's very strong. And God will speed his recovery because he needs to be in the office. She talks about—I can't
0: remember his name—but your man who's in charge now, Ray. Yeah, she starts Ray. talking
1: about him after that. She says,
0: "Ray, Commander Ray Cushing, 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 Cushing." She t- she says he'll be the debt of, of all. Be the death of us. And mm-hmm. she was friends. We're and Fred were friends with him and his wife beforehand. They used to vacation together and everything.
1: And she's telling June all this, so I like this new bit of Serena where she's not uh-huh. afraid to talk about the old world. Exactly. And she, before that would have been like, no, that didn't exist. She even insults him. She tells June mm-hmm. he was a blowhard back then as well. Yeah. And now he's a big man. And it doesn't suit him. At all. Yeah. I did like that bit. I did like that. Do you know what I thought was funny as well when she says that he'll be the death of us? I feel like she meant it in a joking way. Like, ah, that'll be the death to you. But yeah. also in a, like, he's very fucking dangerous. But
0: it fucking might be because... He will kill us all. June tells her, yeah. you know he doesn't believe that I was taken by terrorists. He doesn't believe he came my story. To this
1: house mm. when you weren't here and when Fred wasn't here to speak to a handmaid on her own.
0: Serena is like... <gasps> And tells June, be very careful with your answers to him. You need to make him believe you.
1: Yeah. He needs to understand what happened. What else did she say? Well oh. actually, June goes on to make a little threat of her own. Love this, love this. Go on.
0: She tells Serena about how the neighbours, whatever oh, actually, Off Glenn's family have yeah. all been wiped out. The whole family. They've all the been The commander, killed. the wife, the martyr, the whole household has been executed. For having
1: anything to do with her?
0: Under this new investigation. Yeah. And she tells Serena they wouldn't stand for a household with ties to the underground. Hinting yeah. at this household and herself.
1: And says they wouldn't let a baby stay in that type of a household. So not only will June or whatever be gone or they'll have investigation to the but there's not a fucking hope that the baby be left in that house. So she's putting the shits into Serena. All she has to do is answer his questions
0: honestly, mm-hmm. and that whole household will be fucking wiped out. They They'll take the baby toilet. themselves. Absolutely. Serena is a bit panicky, tries to tell her Fred would never allow that.
1: June is calm as a cucumber and says, Fred is not here. He doesn't believe that I was taken against my mom. We need to answer his questions very carefully. Make sure that he understands the truth. They executed Commander Deeds, and his whole household. for what Auckland did? Auckland was a terrorist. Commander Cushing would do the same to any house connected to the underground. And there's no way he'd leave a baby to grow up in that house. Never allowed that he isn't here oh, oh i loved it i just loved it so we go to the next scene then and we're back with moira and she's still looking through the files and luke pops in what is he bringing her like some food or something
0: he's bringing her some food or something telling her look you don't have to do this
1: yeah you don't have to do this to yourself odette wouldn't want you to he gives us a name and then we realize it's not june that she's looking for it's, it's her girl her, her girlfriend, girlfriend. odette yeah. Her girlfriend Odette.
0: She says, as she's looking through them, she says, what if I don't find her? And Luke says, welcome to my world. Knowing that she's still
1: in that shit hole. Yeah, like which one is really better?
0: Which is worse? Is it worse that if I know for a fact she's dead or Mm. is it worse that I know that she's alive in that?
1: Exactly. Exactly. I'd probably take dead.
0: I would. And is that the moment or do we go to a flashback now?
1: Oh then she just says thanks for the food And we go to the flashback of the antenatal class
0: They're in like a Lamaze class All that you know the yeah. breeding technique For when mm-hmm. you're going to give birth And it's June and Moira Moira is practising for when she's going to give birth
1: And June is her birth and partner
0: Moira's not into the class <laughs> at fucking She She's pretty off.
1: much just rolling her eyes And telling the fucking teacher to fuck off
0: The teacher tells her to like Breed from your diaphragm And Moira says "And Rebecca You fucking breathe from your diaphragm <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's huge at this stage. Like she's nearing the end of the pregnancy, and she's just—if anybody out there has had kids themselves, you'll know that phase. You go to <laughs> at the end, where you're just like, "Fuck everyone! I'm fucking get out, get, get out of me! Out I'm of done." Me. Yeah. She's at that stage. She's given out because she's huge and she's exhausted, and she doesn't want to be there and then <laughs> when the class wraps up actually the teacher tells them to make sure you sign
0: up for parenting classes oh, yeah, I did if they don't come with a manual and June is Get kind of uh oh you know because yeah. Moira's not going to be parenting this exactly, baby exactly
1: yeah she's going to be giving the baby to another family but I feel like then Moira's given now because she's exhausted and she's constipated and she feels like a fucking whale and then June is talking about when she was pregnant and she had swollen feet and she like, had to oh, have special yeah shoes. I
0: know that, like we did just a second ago mm. I know, yeah. that fucking stage, you should have seen my feet. Luke had to rub them every night for me. And with that, Myers, Myers snaps, snaps. She said, like, I don't want to hear about you and your perfect marriage. Yeah. Stop throwing it in, face. Throwing it in my face. Stop throwing your perfect marriage in my face. She's like, I'm sick of looking at all you perfect, perfect couples bringing your yeah. babies into the world. And she's like waving around to the kind of class. And June is like... ah. Hold on a second. Get over here. She walks over into the corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In that <laughs> you get exact over tone. Here. You get over here. Come and have a conversation with me. And Moira comes over to her and June is like, "What do you fucking mean perfect marriage?" Yeah. Like, I, you have to wake up to the same person every She says actually, <laughs> he's basically an infant. Doesn't even know how to
1: load the dishwasher. Who wants that? Who wants that? she's making light of it and it's so nice she knows she's been there she knows she doesn't actually mean what she's saying at the moment she's just like a whirlpool full of hormones plus she has this baby that's grown inside her that she's bonded with that she's now going to be giving up and so she's She's jealous she's
0: jealous that June has this other life where it doesn't require her to do this
1: exactly she's having a moment and June gets that she's having a moment and And in this
0: scene she's a good friend
1: she is a good friend in this scene thank god so we end that scene anyways and we come to Nick and now it's nighttime present day.
0: Mhm. Oh sorry, don't be like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's nighttime present day and he's coming back into the Waterford. It's not their house into the garden, going up to his granny flat. And the
0: streets, let me remind you, are over. chaos. They're fucking over Roma eyes. We're hearing helicopters. It's very busy.
1: I think he's actually telling the other guards or guardians to patrol their specific areas or something like that. Or, yes. or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck he's doing. He goes up to his granny flat anyways. And Serena is waiting in the granny flat for him. Not Eden. And he asks her where is Eden. And apparently she's gone to visit the neighbours.
0: The neighbours from offland's family who were just wiped out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just to pay their respects and, and oh, their or like the or
0: of the martyrs that just got shot, or whoever it was. So everybody's fucking everybody's getting, getting killed. Everybody's
1: shot. We can't keep up. We don't She's know going to She's console
0: done. someone who didn't get killed. Exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> and then she starts talking to Nick about these documents that need to be signed. She asks Nick, "Have you ever helped Commander
0: Waterford with submitting warrants?" To whatever council it is I could
1: miss that And that ties everything in
0: Go on She's like Have you ever helped With the warrants And Nick tells her Yes but We need Commander Waterford To sign off on those
1: That makes sense Because then she says He's not going to be too Or I doubt the commander Will forgive my trespasses Will you walk me through the process so she means that she's going to forge his signature.
0: She is. Maybe, does she say, I doubt, or I'm sure? I'm sure he'll forgive my or trespasses. Or maybe she says,
1: I'm sure. I wasn't looking, I was I, just
0: trying to listen. It just makes more sense to me, yeah. because she would. she's reassuring Nick. Like, I'm sure he would forgive me for doing this, yeah, considering the circumstances, because your other man is about to fucking take over and we're wipe we're Fred's gonna position out. Yeah,
1: we're all yeah. going
0: to get wiped. And Nick agrees.
1: Yeah. Nick, have you ever helped the commander submit warrants to the consular of divine law? Yes, ma'am. Those documents need the commander's signature. I know the commander will forgive my trespasses. Will you walk me through the process? This is very dangerous territory. It's very dangerous. Altogether. Do you know what, though, from here on in, it gets very interesting, especially between Serena and Jan. I, I love the next few episodes. I was just about to
0: say, I love this storyline. It I gets like this so good.
1: I like this bit. Anywho, we leave you there. What was that? I was going to say an expense. Fuck off, Shannon. Oh, <laughs> just get this fucking episode done. <laughs> We're flashing back. We're back to Moira.
0: <laughs> We're back to Moira. Is this where Moira is giving birth? Or she has the baby.
1: She has the baby baby Gavin. He actually looks about
0: what would you say, three to four months old. It's not he's a not brand, brand new, new baby.
1: Yeah, he's not brand new. Because she's
0: sitting him up kind she's of probably cooing been at
1: breastfeeding him. or something.
0: <gasps> yeah. Imagine right. even more bonding that. Yeah, because considering the circumstances, I'd say they have rules and regulations in place. Yeah. Because the birth rate is so few.
1: Yeah, i definitely say so. And maybe because they're going to be in another, another country because that family is coming from England. Mm-hmm. They have to spend a certain amount of time, maybe, I bonding gotcha. with the baby or whatever the fuck is going on. So she's, Anywho, a, she's
0: saying goodbye to baby Gavin and it is, was
1: nice to meet you. Yeah. And she does it. She looks like she's not going to for a while and she looks fucking heartbroken. You well, can she see him it. being yeah.
0: given to the new family. He's crying. He's through upset. the window. Mm-hmm. And the nurse, the stenographer. Doctor. Dr. Sullivan. Dr. Sullivan, who was her sonographer at that time, is there with the couple helping with the handover and all that sort of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just wink, wink, nudge, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, And June asked her anyway if she's okay. And Morris says, I'm great. It's just weird to be alone. I'm Which great. it is, I'm, right? I'm still sitting
0: on a fucking ice pack, but I'm great. Yeah. It's just weird to be alone.
1: Yeah. It is weird. Mm-hmm. Once, like the baby is out. And you're on your own. It's a nice weird. It's nice not to throw up. But it's nice when you have your baby. Like, I'm I'm sure it's completely fucking different for her to all of a sudden just not have a baby and, like, growing inside it and also not have a baby at home there just for it to be gone now. That was a nice nine months or however long it was. Yeah, because it looks good, like,
0: like she's had him here in the world for a couple of months as well. Yeah. Horrible fucking situation to be yeah. in.
1: Anywho, we move on. And so does Moira. We go to... Oh, do you know what it is? We're flitting back and forth between flashbacks and present day with Moira as she's flicking through the files uh-huh. in the crisis center. So we're back and forth to her in the crisis center, and now we're to another flashback where Moira bumps into the, the sonographer, Doctor Sullivan. She's
0: walking along the street, whatever. a Couple like of a months craft later or something, mm-hmm.
1: uh-huh. and bumps into her, and they're kind of catching up. How, like, how are you doing? Have you heard from the family? I heard they went back to England, and Moira is. Basically just saying, I've heard from them. They sent me over pictures from a six-month birthday. Bloody Which is blue, nice. Blue. They obviously have, she's like, really a semi
0: open, open option where she's yeah. allowed some kind of contact.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. And they're kind of catching up with each other and there's a little bit of flirting going on. We see some electricity in there. There's area. definitely sparks, definitely sparks. Amira is asking her to help pick out a bottle of wine, bottle mm-hmm. of vino, and she helps her anyways. And then she says... Oh, I'm I'm realizing the time. I'm like twenty minutes late to meet with June. I've got to go. It was nice meeting you, Doctor Sullivan. And she says, "Well, I'm not. You're not my patient anymore. You can call me Odette." Odette.
0: Odette the was girlfriend. the doctor, the, son- yeah. the sonographer that took care of Moira all through her pregnancy or surrogacy.
1: Yeah, which is the girlfriend that she's looking for in the files.
0: And she finds.
1: She does find her, unfortunately, Um dead. She's in one of the dead files. yeah. One
0: of the pictures. It's actually a heartbreaking scene because she starts that quiet sort of sob and she's stroking the picture with her tongue, but Mm -hmm. as the emotion comes to her, it's like she goes to scream, but the sound doesn't even come out. It's
1: just breath. It's just air.
0: She's just strangled by the hurt. Yeah, it's really heartbreaking,
1: actually, that scene. But we move on. We truck on. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. June is looking out the window. It's present day, morning time day. Like June's looking out the window, mm-hmm. and all that sh- crazy shit's gone on outside. There's sirens and guards everywhere, and a black van pulls up. And fucking Ray gets out. That little bastard gets out and walks up to the house. But a guard puts this his is, arm
0: out. This is Ray, the creepy guy who was questioning June. He doesn't believe her.
1: So the guard puts his arm out as if to block him from going into the house, and Ray looks at him like starting to question him, like "Who the fuck do you think you are?" And who this, gave you uh,
0: these orders?
1: Who gave you these orders? And this other fucking black SUV speeds up the road and pulls in. I like you, they the do fuck? the black van. That like just, do. Just, they, just it comes like
0: out bump. of nowhere, and suddenly just next to you, like whoop!
1: Yeah, you're, and the door and then, you're slides. In the van. <laughs> and then you're in the van. Who the fuck gets out of the van? It's Warren. One armed Warren. One armed Warren gets out and tells him they have a warrant from
0: Fred for his arrest. He's been arrested on conspiracy charges.
1: Yeah. Treason. Treason. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Fred wrote that letter. Conspiracy
0: with terrorists. This is obviously yeah. the warrant that Serena was discussing with Nick. Exactly.
1: And he said, um, Warren says to him: the evidence submitted by the eyes is overwhelming.
0: Undeniable. <laughs>
1: I like this. I'm speaking to you. What, what the hell is going on here? We're pushing by order of
0: Commander Waterford. You are constricted stripped your command. in are charged with apostasy
1: and treason. It's ridiculous one. You have aided terrorists and conspired to undermine our divine republic. The evidence submitted by the eyes is overwhelming. He's fucked. He's fucked and Junish is smiling out the window. And Serena <laughs> is
0: watching all this from the front door, she's mm. standing up at the very top just looking down on this going on. Yeah. Like, yeah, my plan has fallen yeah. perfectly into
1: place. How do you like them apples, Ray? <laughs> oh, You're so not a big boy anymore, are you, Ray? Little bitch. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> we cut uh, loads and fishes, the shops, we're in the shops, oh. or nowadays, Tesco. <laughs> This
0: is, uh, where basically all the handmaids are shopping around, and we see June sees Eden, who is all she's excited, so excited about dinner. About the, it's so bountiful what the Lord has provided for them. She's so They're excited. Gonna
1: make some roast chicken with garlic. <laughs> get fucking
0: garlic, garlic! She can't believe she's seen garlic. You get that from? So they go off on their way, and. Who fucking pops up behind June? Hands on the living shoulders. Out it actually scared the shit out of me. It's the
1: same. I wasn't <laughs> even looking at the screen. I was listening
0: to them when I jumped. <laughs> Drum roll. Bam, bam, bam. Janine, Janine is back. It's Janine. And June tell, is shocked. It's like, how are you here? Yeah. Janine yeah. tells her, it's because of the explosion. Because there's so little back. handmaids. The handmaids got
1: brought back. God saved us. He has a plan for us. Both of us.
0: Well, maybe not the same plan, but you know what I mean. He has a plan a for plan. you, a plan for me. It's a plan. God has a plan. <laughs> it just skips off. <laughs> and June starts, June is delighted, tells her, it's nice, it, it's so good to see it again. Yeah. And she's thinking, it starts to dawn on her, who else might be here?
1: Exactly.
0: And we see over in the corner somewhere.
1: Somebody that's not a regular in loads fishes anymore
0: Shadow of a figure When she goes over She realises It's Emily And says she her name Emily She looks
1: like shit
0: When she turns around It's not Emily It's fucking zombie Emily
1: Yeah She looks haggard She looks like She's taking a fucking beating I don't think Emily is not happy To be back there at all, I'd say she would have rather die in the colonies than to be back where she is.
0: This nightmare just keeps getting worse for Emily, as far as she is concerned. She she got out, not out out, but out from where she was. wasn't wasn't going back there
1: anymore. Exactly. And now she's put back there, and who knows what the fuck could happen because she started having radiation poison. Her teeth were falling out, and her nails was coming off. So who the fuck is
0: it? What, why was she even brought back? God knows what effects have gone on with that. <sighs> exactly. But anyway. Anywho, she is back. Emily can't really respond because. She's
1: shitting her pants.
0: She shitting her pants. But also, she doesn't know June's name because they never yeah. got to Remember, June yes. was just about it.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: So June knew Emily's name, but she never got to give Emily her name. So straight she away. all upset. While yeah. she has the opportunity, she's going to dr- grab it and tell her, I'm June.
1: Yeah, and it's all around about way from the very start of this episode where they're in the back of the van after coming from the funeral and all the handmaids are having the chats in the back saying, did you even know them? Did mm-hmm. you even, I didn't know their names.
0: She was so upset about it. And yeah. now that she has the opportunity, it's inspired this
1: kind of ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And June turns around. There's another handmaid passing her and she says, My name's June. I'm June. They all, and it has a ripple
0: effect, they all start leaning into each other secretly and telling each other their names.
1: It's like they're meeting each other for the first time, but they're all totally open to it. It's like, my name's June. (gasps) My name's Anne. Hi, nice to meet you. And then Janine is, you can hear Janine telling people her name in the background. And she's like, it was my grandmother's name.
0: (laughs) Just sharing little facts. Those moments with mm. the handmaid, they, they always fucking get me when the handmaids come together. And uh-huh. l- that was one of those scenes as I was watching, I was like... <laughs> My name is Jan. I'm Brianna.
1: can feel the rising is starting Mm. and the army is starting to form again and they're recognizing each other as real people and they're all for once there's not one pious little fucker no
0: no all of
1: them are are in it it. together
0: and eden sees all this going on and we see her kind of having a quiet frown about it but fucking eden you should have never given them uniforms if you didn't want
1: them to become an army exactly fuck eden's not part of fucking shit anyway she needs to go back to school he just needs to go, just go but she's a dangerous little fucker she is and we knew that from when Nick wouldn't give her the ride she was going to rat him out and say he was gay she's getting more
0: dangerous by the she second year
1: she is so we go to the next scene we're back in present day again with Moira still in the crisis centre but this time she's gathered with a load of crowds
0: right with a load of crowds she's sorry just turning the
1: <laughs> and the woman is making the announcement about all the names that have been confirmed from the bombing. She, she's guys? telling
0: them their sources in Gilead have confirmed the names of the mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. And she starts... Actually, as she starts lifting them off, listing them off, I'm realising it was almost like a theme to this episode was the names. Yes. The handmaid's names. Yes, it's that so they're,
1: important that they, uh-huh. they're, ha- they're handmaids. They're actual people and not just belongings of Fred, of Warren, of Glenn. No, they have fucking names. They're actual people.
0: This is the first time we're hearing them addressed as individuals.
1: Exactly, exactly. So they're going through all the names and as she's going through the names, the scene kind of changes and Moira is like... Going outside to this beautiful memorial, like a handmade m- memorial. There's pictures, there's flags, there's flowers, all outside in the snow. And she's going through these names, and the very last name that she says is Odette.
0: Moira's girlfriend. It's being confirmed.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. even though we knew because she found her in the book, anyways, it's been confirmed.
0: It's almost something about. It's like this new ceremony has mm-hmm. been created. Because of a what morning. they're going through, it's this is obviously a regular yeah. thing. When they have a certain amount of confirmed dead, mm-hmm. they go through the names.
1: Also, just bringing it back to the names at the beginning, when Aunt Lydia was going through the names, <laughs> calling out the names of whoever, of whoever, of whoever. It's nice to just then in the end have the same people recognised. For their own names, their actual it's names, the not their ritual in Gilead, and then the real life ritual in the real world in Canada, the uh-huh. way it should be
0: because Gilead they're just they're naming their owners, yeah. which is there's all sorts of things wrong with that fucking mm-hmm. sentence mm-hmm. in Canada in the refugee center. They're given back their names, they're acknowledged for who they were. It's yeah. so nice,
1: it, it's so nice, it's so upsetting, it's sad, though. but mm-hmm. it's it's really nice. We're back to June. June is in. Gina, do you remember where they, where they go? June is brought into the Fred's, Fred's office. office with Serena. Serena is in Fred's office and she's fucking sitting behind this desk. She's taking charge.
0: She's so in charge here. And, and June, she,
1: she loves it. June is kind nervous. of like,
0: when she walks in, it's kind of like, what's, going on? what's going on here?
1: Mm. Mm. Do I want to be part of this? For fucking sure I do.
0: Serena, Serena tells is talking to her yeah. about
1: drafts of the new security orders and how thing. It's about time that things should be brought back to normal, don't you think? And you used to be a book editor, didn't you? She doesn't even say used to be. She says you are an editor. Does aren't she say you are? I thought yeah. she said you were. You are an editor, aren't you? And then uh, June said, "I used to be."
0: Ah, that's what it was. Yeah. Serena doesn't miss a beat. Tells her, "I need you to read over this." And hands her this big fucking booklet of shit. And June is like, hmm, what's going on here? And Serena is standing, waiting on eggshells
1: for June's yeah. response because after that little trek,
0: yeah. this could go either which either way. way.
1: I felt like as well. June was looking at her like she was a little bit annoyed, or like she was kind of shaking her head while she was holding it, like just a slight like. June is figuring out putting and then the pieces she together, walking towards her as if she's going to be like, "You go, fucking, fuck yourself. Don't be dragging me into any more shit." But instead, but, she asks her, "I need a pen." A pen. I'll need a pen. I'll need a pen. So Serena gives her one of Fred's fancy pens. Because remember, nobody else is allowed pens or pencils.
0: Or to read. Or to... Yeah. This is... So many fucking rules are being broken here. This is kind of a, well, it's all or nothing.
1: Big risk
0: that they're taking with Serena trusting June. Uh Because June could fucking throw her right under the bus now. She could.
1: But she's also the only one that Serena can trust at all. Yeah, because we seen... She couldn't fucking f- ask Naomi, could she? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it must be joking. naomi
1: chop her arm off.
0: <laughs> Naomi'd kiss her while she hung her. <laughs> we seen when they were in the hospital with Fred, I think is when Serena kind of came to the realisation that Fred is the fucking problem and not June. Exactly. And maybe she needs an ally.
1: And also when she said, things need to get back to normal. Previously, the normal was Serena was in charge. And Fred was her backup, mm-hmm. so that could also be a let's get things back to normal. Where I'm in charge while I have the fucking chance, while Fred is in the hospital. Let's get shit done that needs to be done that I can control for now.
0: She starts telling you, and she what what's in. Those forms, those new regulations. She wants to reduce some of the extra checkpoints. She wants to scale way back on the amount of eyes that are fucking running the street at the moment. It's crazy scary. And June is more than happy to help. This Mm. is the beginning of a whole new relationship
1: between the two of them. A whole new. Hold it. Get fucking ready for the next few episodes. I'm telling you.
0: Get so interesting with them.
1: June goes and sits down at whatever that little table is where they used to play Scrabble. Serena takes her seat behind Fred's desk. hmm And then we do a close-up of June, just like admiring the pen. And then she does the click, clicks the top as in, let's get ready to She it.
0: raises it up and then the click is what the episode ends with.
1: Yeah. And then the song at the end is, I'm your Venus.
0: <laughs> such a good one, a That's mental a one.
1: Commander pushing turned down our streets into a war zone. These are drafts of new security orders. From the commander? They'll remove the additional checkpoints and start scaling down Guardian presence. It's about time things started getting back to normal around here. Anything? Uh, yes, Swarfrak. You're an editor. Is that right? Are you used to be? Good. Read over these for me. I'll need a pen.
0: Sorts of types of fucking mental It was mental for us It was mental for them in Gilead
1: We were all exasperated <laughs> by the end of it yeah, so that wraps up our fucking fabulous
0: episode. And we're going to move straight onto the fucking Handmaid's Happenings before, like, the sky turns to fire and the oceans start boiling or something at this point With everything that's going wrong. Keep and going. Let's just
1: fucking do it quick. Okay, Handmaid's Happenings. If you're new here, which I'm pretty sure you're fucking not, the Handmaid's Happenings is basically um true life stories that the Handmaid's Tale is based off past, present and future. So let's get into it. Okay, so I basically read out this information that I found and Kerry reacts live on her. So let's go today. We're starting off with the Underground Rebellion of Handmaids in Gilead echoes how women fought back in the early 1900s. Go on, the girlos. Go on, the girls. Okay, so the Handmaid's Tale depicts a quiet underground rebellion among some of the women of Gilead known as the May Day Resistance. Again, there's a parallel between their battle and the revolt of the women in the 20th century under the American plan. You can't swallow, sorry as stern told them, that swallow that information that <laughs> information in real female prison, prisons under the american plan and in women's prisons in general there were huge numbers of riots there were huge truly mind numbing numbers of women who escaped But he does know one significant difference. While many of the rebels leading the charge in The Handmaid's Tale are depicted as educated white women, at least on the show, (laughs) the the American plan disproportionately targeted non-white working class and immigrant women. Really? I mean, that sounds like now. I feel like that wasn't (laughs) much information. That oh is that done. it that's it is that it it's done that's, that's it and it's done I feel like that wasn't really a lot of information I feel like um, no no that could have but maybe it's just maybe it's a sign
0: that we should just wrap the fuck up
1: maybe it's a sign that we just needed a quick one before she hits the fan again I need
0: a quickie every now and again <laughs> no wrong with that little afternoon delight <laughs> right let's say goodbye to these lovely people because I need to go and have a fucking coffee if you stuck through all that...
1: Thanks very listen, much. Listen,
0: thanks so much. Appreciate you so much. Mm-hmm. Every day, I am like I'm on to Shannon, I, these numbers are so exciting. Like, we really appreciate it. I can't believe how many people are listening to us bullshit on.
1: I'm so shocked. Whenever you give me a text or whenever I pop down and you fucking tell me um, how much our numbers have risen... I'm always in shock because I think it's mad to think of one person listening to us, <laughs> never mind how, how many people are actually fucking listening to a us. Lot. It's crazy. So thanks for so much.
0: From all over the place. Yeah. Well, a, a load from America or no, from America, loads from Canada, a few from France,
1: loads from fucking Ireland. Like we're all, we oh, We're international. International bitch. Anywho, <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating and a fucking fantastic review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And slide on over into our DMs and hit us up with any facts that you you might know or might want us to chit-chat about or just, in general, fucking shits and giggles. Just messages for the laughs. All the
0: shits and giggles. We
1: love it anyways. Don't forget as well to go and check out Craft Made by Fiona to get the full fields of the handmaids aftertale and join us in the ambient but and think, sometimes mm,
0: you just need that fucking atmosphere lifted a bit because we are watching heavy shit talking about heavy, heavy shit. shit
1: and do you know what i think after this i'm gonna go and have to fucking light a lavender or something like that just to relax after all the shit that's been going down don't forget as well we do have a discount code it's 10 percent off the whole site with a minimum order of 15 euro and it's praise b10 Because, of course, that fucking fits in with us. So thanks so much again for listening in. And until next time,
0: Go Go and Grace.